Welcome to the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan Podcast. This podcast is written and presented to you by husband and wife team Dr. Sandra Camerata and Dr. Giovanni Campanile. Sandra is a psychiatrist and was born and raised in Sicily, and Giovanni is a cardiologist. They have written the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan book and podcast in order to introduce a wider audience to the wonderful taste and health benefits of the Sicilian Mediterranean diet, which will lead you onto a path of longevity and improved health span, the reduction of disease in the later part of your life. The goal is to live not only longer, but better with improved vitality and joy of life. Their motto is Be Well Deliciously. I think the tendency now in medicine is to use antibiotics more judiciously than we used to use it. We used to use antibiotics at the drop of a hat. You know, any ear infection, anything whatsoever, you got antibiotic. That's not good for the microbiome. You know, antibiotics are life-saving, so if you need antibiotics, you have to take them. But with uh, all, with care and caution of the microbiome. And, uh, and then also maternal stress affects the microbiome because stress is a big factor uh, in the hormones like cortisol and other hormones in the body which affect the, uh, the, the mother's microbiome and the infant's microbiome. So it's very important to deal with stress in the right way. So what did hunter-gatherers gave to their children to start eating? And those were all grains, berries, fruits, uh, fish, and meat that they found along the way. So they were possibly chewed by their parents and before being given to the babies. So all these foods are absolutely uh, okay to give to your child. Now, some people start with uh, uh, rice or other cereals to be mixed in that baby's uh, breast milk or formula and and cooked that way. So it's that's another presentation, but but not definitely not necessary because again, at that point we're not eliminating breast milk or formula till about nine months to twelve months of age, where solid foods start to replace the breast milk for nutrition. So now remember that babies tend to be um, a little bit iron deficient. So in you know, meat, fish, very important to start introducing, start introducing all other fruits and vegetables, especially vegetable and, uh, and legumes that are rich in iron. So lentils, all the... <laughs> spinach, broccoli, you know, a, a lot of these foods have a lot of iron. It's always better to receive nutrition through food than through supplements. And that's because through foods, it's not only better absorbed, but we under, we now know that there are other substances in foods that go along with certain substances that help them work better. We don't even know all these other substances. So it's always better to eat a natural whole food diet, both for adults and infants, because of this. And the, and this is also very important for this, you know, the creation of this mix of microbiome in the infant. You know, the infant or adult, have, we have billions of microorganisms and more microorganisms in our body than we have human cells. Our body is mostly water. So if you were to take away the water and just end up with human cells 
and then look at that compared to the microbiome, there's more microbiome. So some people think, who's helping who here? Are we helping the bugs or are the bugs helping us? But creating this really good mix of bugs is super important because they, they protect us against what we call pathogenic microorganisms. That's microorganisms, microorganisms that are bad for us. So they fight those off naturally. Um, they help digestion for the infant of colostrum, uh, breast milk, formula, and the weaning foods. They, they help eliminate toxins. You know, our bodies are constantly making toxins. That's a natural part of our metabolism. And uh, so the toxins need to be eliminated and the microbiome helps us with that. And they're super important for B vitamins and other vitamins, vitamin K, other vitamins that are produced in our gut. So incredibly vital function for us. So we were talking about pureeing the food for the baby because, of course, the baby doesn't even know what to do with the food, with the solid foods in, in its mouth. The baby has to be able to play with the food around his mouth before he, he or she learns how to push it in the back of the throat and then swallow. And at the beginning, you may see actually that the baby would push the food out of his or her mouth because that is part of the suction reflex that you know, the baby will, will do it. And eventually we'll learn how to do that. So we puree the food, but make sure that we don't give pasty kind of foods like nut butter, um, because it can become a choking hazard. So be careful with that. And also, a baby before the age of one should not be given honey because it could be contaminated. There are certain foods that can be easily contaminated and give the child a botulism. Yeah, this is a disease where an organism produces a toxin that's very dangerous, and that's why you have to avoid that. So don't... So we talked about the do's and try to talk all now about the don'ts. We don't want to give the food that, that create crumbs in the mouth. That uh, don't if the if the child is going to self feed and pick up the food, the food should not be larger than the fist of the child, the size of the fist of the the child, and. Um, Always feed solid foods when the child is sitting upright and not leaning down. Um, so those, and of course, don't leave the baby unattended with finger foods in front of him or, or her. And when you have finger foods, don't put it inside the baby. Let the baby pick it up, handle herself, so they have more control of what they can pick. Now, other benefits of the microbiome are, is this uh, thing called the gut-brain communication. You know, the gut is a major source of neurological and neurological hormones and neurotransmitters. And this it's a bi-directional system where the gut affects the brain and the brain affects the gut. And in order to for that to, to function normally, you have to have very good mix. The other thing is immunity. Um, if um, there's a breakdown and there's not a normal mix that can break down the inner lining of the gut, and this can occur both in infants, adolescents, and adults, and um, and there could be a there's tight 
junctions in the cells that of the lining of the gut. Very close. They, they only allow certain good nutrients in. They don't allow bad things in. When you get a dysbiosis or something that goes wrong with the gut, then those gap junctions start spreading. And that's a bad thing because it's a leakage. It's a leakage. It's called leaky gut syndrome, where leaky, like things that should not get into your system, get into your system, like uh, lipopolysaccharide, LPS. And this can cause significant inflammation, both locally in the gut and distally in other areas, like in the brain and the heart, in other organs. And um, But when you have a good mix of the mic, this is why we keep on stressing this over and over and over again. When you have a good uh, mix of good microbiome, this has a very low likelihood of happening. So, so it's an important, very important concept. Again, that's why we, we're stressing how to feed your child well, from pregnancy to breastfeeding to now when the baby starts, it, his or her first uh, solid foods. So. The other question that a lot of mothers ask is, can I give spices? Can I put salt in my baby's food? And absolutely, there is nothing wrong with doing that. That Babies are usually happy with their flavor. They, they get actually quite excited about garlic, onions. And those are the things that will help the microbiome. It, very good foods for it. And again, as a reminder, depending on what the diet of the mother was during pregnancy, the baby will be more excited about certain spices or flavors if the mother has had them during her pregnancy. So, but when you're serving spices, make sure the sources of your spices, because spices are also highly contaminated. So spices have to be it not has has to come from a crop that has not been highly uh, spread by pesticides, and uh, and lead is also very commonly found in uh, spices, and so just uh, be careful. So now, what do you do when your baby has strong reactions or when you start feeding the baby new food? Just they can stay with it because 90%, 95% of baby will squint when they get, uh, they, they taste the first food and they, they're going to, they're going to make faces as if they don't like it. But eventually they will become accustomed to, to the changes. So, um, yeah. they stay with it and keep on repeating. The, the the food. Yeah, this is very important because, you know, as these sequences of of introduction of things occur, the baby's changing, obviously, and this change is a good factor for the baby, especially in terms of the growth, the muscle growth, the brain growth, and this and the growth of the microbiome. So while the baby is interested in the food, it's also interested in the items that you're using to feed the baby. So if you're feeding the baby with a spoon, they will like to grab the spoon. So give the baby a spoon to hold while you're feeding. And if they want to use the other hand to grab the spoon, give two spoons to the baby while you, you're feeding the baby. 
So the rule of thumb is again, crying three times. If the baby rejects it three times, then step away and try another day. So one of the, the benefits of creating a great microbiome is also you're helping the baby deal with stress, which is a lot of people don't understand that this is a very stressful, babies can be stressed. And the microbiome helps control things like cortisol. There's the um, uh, hypothalamic pituitary axis, which is uh, a hormonal axis in our bodies, which controls the production of cortisol and is connected to the gut microbiome. And if the gut microbiome is not in balance, then this axis is not in balance and cortisol levels go up and the baby's stressed. The baby can be stressed just like adults are stressed. And uh, the other thing that the microbiome um, helps is stimulating the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is a very important nerve. And again, part of this gut microbiome access uh, or gut brain access is the stimulation of the vagus nerve. When you meditate or do something relaxing, you stimulate the vagus nerve and we relax, everything in our body relaxes. The same thing happens with babies. And this is connected to a good microbiome mix. A good microbiome mix will help the baby just be calm and relaxed, maybe cry less, sleep better, you know, these sort of things, which are very important for the baby. So now we know that in order to avoid raising a picky eater, baby, you have to introduce the, the baby to a lot of that diversity of foods, the food that your family eats, so it will help you to eat also a significant diversity of food, which is always very good for the microbiome. So this is uh, our brief and hopefully helpful introduction to how to introduce solid foods to your babies so you can create a healthy child and a healthy adult, how to prevent the chronic illnesses, um, how to reduce inflammation, and how to improve health span and longevity. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. And, uh, you know, we wrote the book, The Sicilian Secret Diet Plan. And uh, we also have a, uh, you know, in addition to the podcast, we have a YouTube video, we have Instagram. Hopefully you'll like it, share it with some friends and family. And, uh, Give us a thumb up, thumbs up if you like it. And also remember that this does not substitute your doctor's advice. This is just a complimentary information that you can use. But always check with your doctor before you make any changes. And we love questions. If you have any questions, go to our website, submit any questions, and we'll, we answer all the questions that are submitted. So have a good rest of the day, and uh, see you next time. If you are new to the show, welcome. And if you are returning, we are so grateful for your participation and support. We hope you go to iTunes or Spotify and subscribe to the show, leave feedback, write a review, or send questions. They love questions and look at every question that is submitted. The content of the Sicilian Secret Diet are meant for educational purposes only and are not meant to be a medical diagnosis or treatment advice. A doctor-patient relationship is not created, and any questions related to your specific physical or mental health should be directed to your healthcare practitioner. So hello, and thank you for joining Sandra and Giovanni for another episode of the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan Podcast.